when the guys asked me what my perfect night would be, I told them the truth. Beer and board games. They thought I was kidding. I was not kidding. gentlemen you know what that sound means it means it's episode 145 of the personal arrogance podcast brought to you by the bald move network i am one of your hosts my name is eric i'm not as fat as as you think i am walkless <laughs> and joining me this week as he does every week is the other host of the show his name is jesse it's a trappist wilson there you go jesse how's your week buddy uh, I, 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 I've been fighting this kind of disease. Uh-huh. I feel like I, I'm okay calling it a, a disease or a parasite maybe since, since this weekend. Is it stomach related? Yeah. Oh, it happened. No. I, I went to this, uh, wedding shower out in a town called Graham, Washington, mm-hmm. which is, uh, like half an hour east of Puyallup. Right. And, um... I went there with my fiance and her mom and my mom and they brought a bunch of water in and me being the ding dong that I am is I I decided to drink from the tap anyway. And then uh, Tasha saw me doing this and she's like, you really shouldn't be drinking from the tap water. And I was like, really? (laughs) I had no idea. And then I got really sick. Oh, good. So you do have the parasite. I I think I have a parasite. Giardia? It could be beaver fever, buddy. I love it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. We got we got some nice water up here in Washington, but you got to watch the pipes, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, I so- just I like just got over my cold. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still in this thing where and I don't know if it's just because I'm not speaking to people in the morning, but I realize that like I get ready for work. I get uh-huh. on the bus, I ride that for an hour, I get out of the bus, I <laughs> I walk into my office, I, I go upstairs to get a coffee, and uh, I realize that the first thing that I say is whatever I say to the person behind the counter, and if I haven't cleared out the pipes, it usually just comes out as like some garbled mess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like... <sighs> You realize sorry, you haven't sorry. spoken for like the last fourteen hours or whatever. I sleep. Yeah. I, I sleep twelve hours a night. This is my thing. The the thing that I have is like, I'll take a nap. I'll take like a late nap, uh-huh. or I'll wake up late in the like on Saturday afternoon or something, and I'll wake up to my phone going off. Right. Right. So I want to answer the phone because it's important, and I I put myself. I'll, I'll be like the arsonist has oddly shaped feet. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Like, as my phone's ringing, uh-huh. trying to clear the pipes out. And then I answer. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no matter what. I'm, the, like, coughing out cobwebs. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Yeah, it's 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 rough, man. But that's that's the other thing is, like, late, late afternoon naps. They should really just call those angry naps. 
Because whenever yeah. I have a late afternoon nap, I just wake up angry because I just want to <laughs> keep sleeping, but I know yeah. I can't or else I'll, I'll, I won't be able to sleep that night. So yeah, you know. yeah, it'll, it'll be like, <laughs> so I'll wake up and Tasha will be like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> like, so that was her fault. I'm groggy. Like, yeah. You slept till nine o'clock. That's your problem. <laughs> I ate two and a half hours ago. All right. Speaking of laziness, uh, I want to get to our dedication because it is the antithesis of laziness. Um, and in fact, it comes with a voicemail, which uh, I'm going to play right now. Hey, guys. It's Levi, your Rocky Mountain correspondent. I was calling because this Saturday I'm going to be running a marathon. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys if you could. You could make the cast four and a half hours long, and that way I don't have to change it up while I'm running. Um, anyways, uh, so if you give me some words of encouragement, um, I'm probably somewhere just off the start of the line by now. So, yeah, um, thanks, and uh, stay arrogant. You stay arrogant and get off my back, Levi. And uh, mm-hmm. Levi, great friend of the show, uh, groomsman in each of our weddings. We were groomsmen in his wedding. And uh, yeah, he's not going to be a groomsman at my wedding. Oh, really? He's the efficient. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, he looks exactly like that guy from Die Hard Four, or he was also the the uh, Apple in those Apple and Mac commercials with John Hodgman. I can't remember what his name is. I don't know if I'd say exactly. Is it? Oh, what is his name? Nathan Long or something? Justin Long. Justin Long. He was also an Ed. I'm glad that that's in my brain. Me too. But I can't remember like half of <laughs> Das Kapital. But but the question that I have, because we've known Levi for a long time, I was in second grade with Levi. Um and uh and we've we've known Levi for, for quite a while. But when did he become such a badass? Well This is the question. Four and a half hours. I don't know if that's badass material. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'd say it. What I'm saying to you, Levi, is maybe take this as an opportunity to shave a few hours off of your time. There you go. Those Kenyans, they're going to finish before the podcast is over. That's true. Uh, We're actually going to do you one better, though, Levi. Um, Just just in case, just as a precaution, we're actually going to make it an even five hours um, so you don't feel pressure. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Levi, dude, not only is he running a marathon, which I think is insane, uh, but he's also running a marathon in Colorado in mm. presumably Boulder or Denver. So good on you, buddy. Um, and we'll be cheering you on. Fail. You're failing now. You should just quit. Oh God. Leave. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Don't you realize that when you're exercising, just the smallest bit of discouragement can just end your day. Good. You should end it now. Oh, God. Oh, I like the reverse psychology going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Prove uh, me wrong, Levi. Prove us wrong, Levi. This cast is for you. <laughs> Jesse, what are you drinking this week? Uh, Well, I, I'm drinking Orville. I think I mentioned it last week. Mm-hmm. The Trappist Ale from uh, the Belgiumist of the country, Belgiums. Oh, yeah. And uh, I like it has a little stamp on it that says authentic Trappist <laughs> product. Ooh, so, you know, it's it's in this like little gold hexagon. So, yeah, well, you I can't mean, be too careful because there's a lot of bootleg stuff on eBay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> but it's a uh, bottle conditioned with Britannomyces, so it's a sour beer. And I've been on this massive sour kick, really enjoying it, really mm. liking Orville. And uh, the packaging looks really bad. So uh-huh. 
Uh, don't pass it up just because it looks bad. Classic case of judging a book by its cover. Well, uh, this week I am drinking the Twilight Summer Ale 2013 from Deschutes Brewery. Ooh, I haven't had this batch. Yeah, I went to uh, Safeway today to pick up the beer for the cast. I, I picked up the uh, Alaska Freerider uh, APA, which I don't think we've reviewed yet or talked about. Um, and then I was like, well, NWPA is still out. Maybe I should get that while I can. And I was like, what? Twilight's already out? My only uh, summer seasonal that I look forward to and love. Um, Very popular out here in vampire country. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Summer Ale. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I get the joke. Twilight Summer Ale. It's, it's a really good. It's just a hoppy. It's, it's like an American pale ale. Um, it's not a light lager summer ale. It's an actual ale ale. You know, not a lager ale. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do uh, we do have some phone calls to get to this week. We got a lot of phone calls this week. We love it when you call us. You can always give us a call, 360-362-0024. Um, and we got a couple of calls from some old friends. Uh, so we're going to start off with our Kentucky Colonel himself. It's time to connect the Dotsie. Hello, my arrogant friends. It's Roger Dotsie. I was just calling this week, hoping you could connect the Dotsie for me. I am in a dilemma, so I have a rare Friday off, uh, and my wife's not off, and I want to go see a movie. I'm thinking about seeing a matinee. Now, my dilemma is this. For once, there's actually three movies in the theater that I want to see. And I need you all to tell me which one to see. Uh, whether or not you've seen them or not, I still, I'm going to go with your recommendation. One, The Great Gatsby. I love Boz Lerman. I uh, love the book. Love Leo. Two, Iron Man 3. Love everything Marvel's done. Iron Man is one of my favorites. And three, of course, Star Trek Into Darkness. Now, I didn't like Star Trek as much, but I've heard hearing really good things about this one, and I love J.J. Abrams anyway. Just, I thought other people might want to know, too. What do you recommend? What's the best to see? Have you seen any of them? Let me know, and uh, guys, just keep what you keep doing what you do. It's great to finally call in. It's been too long. Get off my back. Get off my back, Roger. Get off my back. Um, so this is, uh, this is an interesting question. And I think that this will be kind of a cool thing to carry out throughout the summer to see, be like, what movie do you need to see this weekend? Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I've only seen one of these movies. Uh, I, I haven't, I've, I've definitely seen all three of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you're there open at night, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I haven't seen Iron Man three yet and I haven't, uh, haven't seen Star Trek into darkness yet. Um, but I did see The Great Gatsby last weekend uh, for Mother's Day. I went with my mom. And really a very, very good novel adaptation. Like, I feel like Baz Luhrmann hit the style great. Um, the acting was really good. It was visually stunning. And it really brought the novel to life. I mean, it's a book that everybody's read in high school. Uh, I didn't read it. Well, or, or at least in a book report, at least fake their way through a book report. Huh? <laughs> uh, so, um, and it does, it does a really, really good job. It, it's great to see Baz Luhrmann kind of going through his progression and he's really, 
you know, I'm a big fan of of his uh, version of Romeo and Juliet, and this is like right on par with like a great adaptation of a classic work of literature. That's good. Saying that, I'm going to tell you to put your money where my mouth is, because or Gross. whatever. You give I, me a big smacker. Just give me a big smacker. Uh, after I tell you to go see Star Trek in the Darkness this weekend, because that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, that I'm, was my recommendation. I'm very excited about this movie. I love the first Star Trek uh, movie. I love J.J. Abrams. Um, I love the whole time travel element, how they did an alternate dimension and rebooted the franchise that way, but still tied in with old Leonard Nimoy. I mean, it was really a genius way to, to reboot that franchise, and I'm excited to see what they do next. Plus, uh, I believe that is the only movie of the three with Simon Pegg in it, and Simon Pegg is awesome. So... I'm going to say that uh, Iron Man 3 is going to be in theaters. Like, catch that at the $3 cinema in, like, July. You know? We've, we've, we've seen a lot of Iron Man. I think, we, yeah. I think we can watch some other stuff. Yeah. What I want to say is that I have, I'm officially declaring that the Midwest accent is my favorite of the American <laughs> accents. I mean it. It's weird. I love, I love the way Aaron rocks it. Mm-hmm. I love the way Dotsie rocks it. Right. Well, it's, it's like I mean it's it's a hybrid. It's got that southern twang, but mm-hmm. only a little bit, and you can still uh, understand what the fuck people are saying. Well, see, it's I don't even think it's because when I think Midwestern, I think of like Yashuri Abetcha. like I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, like true. Minnesota or North Dakota, yeah, or uh, Wisconsin. Uh, what is it like Corn Belt? I think it's I think it's Rust Belt. It's Rust like Belt, Kentucky, it. uh, Cincinnati, Indian- Indianapolis. Like it's like the Rust Belt accent. That's the best accent. Yeah, officially. Do it. Um, uh, speaking of accents, this guy doesn't have one, but he is from a place that's not here. It's time to check in with Jr. from Philly. Hey, what up, guys? It's Jr. from Philly. Uh, Eric, dude, that sucks about your landlord. Um, you could file an appeal at your local district court requiring the landlord to provide details about this alleged family member, and if nothing else, it would buy you another few weeks to pack and relocate. Uh, good luck. Um, locking in on your recos for Philly Beer Week. That should be a blast. Uh, and a few, I want to share a story. A couple months ago, I was touring the Weyerbacher Brewing Company in Easton, PA, and they're big on barrel conditioning their beer, and they have a ton of oak barrels there uh, stacked up to the rafters. And, well, they had just finished off a batch, and uh, that morning they had corked the barrels a bit too tight. So a tour was going through, and some corks were sort of randomly popping and spraying people with uh, one of their beers. And uh, I wanted to ask Jesse, do you have any wacky mishaps to share from your work? So get off my back. Get you later, guys. Get off my back, JR. Get off my back. Um, so, yeah, first of all, uh, actually, my wife decided to just be, like, a complete boss and, like, got, our, got us an apartment like, a day. And it's an awesome apartment. I'm very excited to move. That's so cool. I'm happy yeah. for you guys. No, it's it's great. It, like, it's actually, like, a nice apartment. So it'll be fun to actually live in a nice apartment. <laughs> Aren't women amazing? It's great. Like she just like I gotta say, it. like when when something needs to get done, Tasha is the queen. That's how you know you have a good one. Like you know, you have to pull your own weight as well. But right. uh, but yeah, I mean, she she really just knocked it out of the park. And like she got in there, like the place was listed, and she got in there. She was like the first one to show up 
uh, got the tour, gave me a call. Is like, yeah, this is the place. I'm like, do it. She like writes in the check, and as she's writing in the check, there's like three other people waiting to come and tour the apartment. Nice. Like she just killed it. It was perfect. So I'm very, very happy, and I'm Good very work. happy to move. Um, but speaking yeah, you're, of, you're, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> your apartment kind of sucks ass. It does like, suck. It's really a, bad. It's a gross apartment. I realize it's real, that. It's, it's not good. It's a bad apartment. It's my. It was my bachelor pad. I moved up here sight unseen <laughs> from Tacoma, so I didn't well, your, have a lot to go. Your Tacoma apartment was better. Oh, my Tacoma apartment was awesome. And you almost died there. I know. That's true. I almost had an intruder come in and destroy my life. Uh, anyway, Jesse, any wacky mishaps at work? Um, well, I guess I have a couple. Like, every now and then when you're doing a counter-pressure fill and you're filling a keg up, mm-hmm. you'll disconnect the coupler without uh, closing the valve. Oh, you don't have to tell and then me. It's just, it's just beer shower everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's multiple ways to get a beer shower. And it's funny because, like, everyone always laughs, like, the first time you're at work. And you're like, oh, my God, I got covered in beer at work. How funny. Like, what a great job I have. And then that's the last time you'll ever have that kind of attitude when you get a beer shower because it sucks. It's cold (laughs) and sticky and just bad news. Smells bad. So, yeah, I've gotten a a few beer showers. But I'd Mm. say the wackiest experience I've had is – I was I was working on a bottling line and uh like every so often for whatever reason a bottle doesn't cap. So it comes through with no cap on it. Obviously, you know, you put that one aside. And then when you have 12 of them, you dump them out all out at once. You have like this kind of I don't know, a, a tool oh. that you use to like grab them all by the necks and you can dump them all out at once. Uh-huh. And uh we had this new guy that for whatever reason, we had a we had like a table with like a a trench and a hose so it would all like kind of flow onto the floor and then we'd just spray the floor down at the end of the shift for whatever reason he didn't like doing that so he would uh carry them all over to the drain and dump them out in the drain and there was a beer tour once when he was doing that and he was draining them all and like like 20 people all started booing him at once <laughs> which is pretty Aww. funny like I, just because I saw him like doing this uh-huh. really redundant and weird way to do things right. for so long, I'm like, why does he do that? And then all these randos start booing him. I, I got a little chuckle at that. But the kicker is, he was he flipped them all over. and was walking back to the machine with them to put them back on the machine, and like they all fell out onto the floor oh. at once and shattered, and everyone started cheering. Oh. It was great. So that, that's probably the wackiest oh, thing that's happened. Excellent, excellent. All right, we got one more email uh, before we get to the show. This one comes to us from Levi Reekin, uh, our good buddy Levi in H-Town. Here we go. Not not the Levi that's running the marathon, although he may be. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he says uh, he has a quick question. Do either of you use card protectors for your magic cards or board games? I just got back into magic because of your reco for the Drive to Work podcast. Thanks a lot. And I brought a f- and I bought a few protectors for my Friday night Magic draft deck. I've recently gotten into board games as well. And while looking at reviews on Board Game Geek, I noticed a lot of board gamers use clear plastic sleeves for their board games. Do either of you do this with your board games? Uh, and that's Levi's question. So uh, I do it for Magic cards. Um, I think it's. I do kind it of for important. Magic cards, but just for my main deck. Yeah, I do it even for my draft decks. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's because, you know, if I go to a pre-release event, everybody's using sleeves. 
and I feel like a doofus if I'm not wearing sleeves. If I'm not using sleeves, but I uh, oh, I, I but I never wear sleeves. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just a tank top. I don't want them to think I'm cheating. Uh, <laughs> oh, I but see. I also do my pre-release event at a bar, and I like get God, fries and stuff. How funny would that be if like a, a professional magician went to a magic tournament and was like <laughs> doing illusions, and, like, and now I have this card down. Like, there's no that that's from Magic Ten. Like, there's no. That's not from this set. Guys, I thought this I thought this was magic. <laughs> That's the magic of it all, you see? <laughs> uh but yeah, I do use like and I the thing it's too like if you're building like just a casual deck or even like a standard or a construction constructed or a modern deck or whatever you're doing, if you put sleeves on your cards and that allows you to buy older cards which are cheaper. It might be like slightly damaged, but you can just put them in a sleeve, and then nobody's going to say anything. Well, yeah, that's that. That's my point for using it during for yeah. uh, normal board games. Like, right. I don't use it for every board game for sure because yeah. I, I have just too many cards, right? And it would be cumbersome yes. and expensive. But for games where it matters, mm-hmm. where like uh, if a card gets damaged and you can tell what the card is. Because of yeah. the damage on it, like a like a dog ear or whatever, and then that affects the gameplay. I do use sleeves for that. Right. Specific example, it would be Citadels. Citadels yes, which you actually because, gave me some sleeves for for my Citadel set from your Citadel set. Yeah, it was funny, but uh, like one of the first time I played Citadels, uh, I was playing with this guy who had his own game of Citadels. I don't exactly remember how it panned out, but he had his own game. And it was like in his bag or something, and he had sleeves on his cards. And it's like, oh, you're playing without sleeves. You're going to want to get sleeves for these, blah, blah, blah. And the, the, like less than five minutes later, he had one of my cards and like went to flip it over and bent it in half. Oh, dude. But he, he was a nice enough guy. He was like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. And oh, he good. swapped my card out for his card. Oh, and his, that like, is nice. His totally undamaged card because he had sleeved it. And uh, so I got a fresh card from his set. And That's he got very my noble of him. One. Plus, yeah. it's from Fantasy Flight, so if you just write them, they'll send you a piece. They'll send That's you true. They're piece. super nice. So anyway, thank you for writing in, Levi. Thank you, uh, JR, and thank you. Um, thank you to uh, Roger Dotsie, of course, as well. We do have one more phone call, but we are going to save that for the drunk dial of the week at the end of the show. Jesse, let's get into it. It's time for a little Tiny Matt roll-off. Let's do the thing. We're each going to roll 20-sided dice, see who gets to speak first on the podcast this week, and here we go. 15, baby. Four, buddy. It's you. All right. So for my first topic, well, let's see. What could we call this? I guess a Reddit on Reddit, Okay. No, not really. All right. So uh, the internet is a buzz with uh, the talk of Amy's Baking Company. Oh, Have you heard yes. about this? Uh, yes. You posted something about it on Facebook. I instantly went on YouTube and watched the entire episode. So right. I don't just know about this. I know a lot about it. <laughs> I was kind of on the cutting edge of this. I know. Not to be a douchebag about it, mm-hmm. but Tasha and I have been on this major Kitchen Nightmares kick. Right, and you do Hotel Hell. I mean, you're not a Gordon. You're no, you're no Gordon Ramsay noob. <laughs> We're Ramsophiles. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> so um, we uh, I just happened upon this because it was on Hulu. I was like, oh, a new episode of Kitchen Nightmares. I watched it. And if you haven't seen the episode, it's ba- it takes place in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's this uh, company called Amy's Baking Company. It's like a hybrid bakery slash kitchen. Yeah, it's like a little restaurant in a strip mall. But it's like a, <laughs> it's like a nice-looking restaurant. 
you know, in yeah. a strip mall. It's in like and, a very generic, like I bought everything from a kitchen catalog type of way. Right. And, um, you know, when they did the, they did the walkthrough of the kitchen, everything was clean and everything. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem was that the owners, uh, Sammy is the dude and he's like an Israeli guy and his wife, whose name I forget, uh, they're both complete psychopaths. Complete psychos. And that they made bad food and couldn't take any criticism. Like, literally right. would not let any single piece of criticism sink in and had some sort of excuse for everything. <laughs> Which begs the question, <laughs> why did you go on Kitchen Nightmares? Have you never seen an episode of this? They come in, he comes in, he makes fun of your food, and then tries to fix it. By the way, Jesse, I think that the uh, the lady, his wife, I think, uh, you know, she's the chef at Amy's Baking Company. I'm pretty sure her name's Amy. I think her name <laughs> might be Baker Baking Company. Probably. I'm pretty sure her last name is Company. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Amy, Sammy and Amy. And um, over the course of this, there's a lot of unscrupulous things. For one thing, they can't cook. But uh, the next thing right. is like. They're taking the server's tip money, right? Which and, and, I feel like it's illegal. I th- well, it's not illegal. It's really not if they don't. Uh, plus, it's Arizona, so they you know it's like the Wild West. Yeah, that's true. But they're paying them over minimum wage, so I think that that alleviates them from having to pay tips. Um, I guess, but they're like they kept saying like we pay our servers eight to fourteen dollars right and like eight dollars is not that much it's not it's not minimum wage in washington no it's not but anyway there are some like wacky states where like the state's laws with servers are weird like in washington you have to pay minimum wage no matter what and then Uh the the, like the servers get the tips on top of that but in states like i think like idaho and montana you can like a server like counts their tips against their right, wage and right. then gets paid up to that right so they can get wage. paid like three dollars an hour yeah exactly which is pretty crazy yeah so maybe it's like that in arizona i, I don't, don't know. know but basically they're complete psychopaths and uh it was the first and only so far episode where gordon ramsay actually walks out yeah it, it was it, like i feel like sammy invited ramsay on because he's like hemorrhaging money and he's pouring money into this place. Yeah. Uh, but he's also really afraid of his wife. Yeah. And he, he refused to give her any sort any of criticism. criticism. And like, she's not, it's like not like she's scary. Like she's not a scary person. She's just like really volatile. Yeah. In that she'll just fly off the handle and then like, and uh, she, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. She like regresses to into make an herself. Example. Like, uh, there was, there's one point where she had an order up and she's like, this is for table 13. I mean, 14. And the server who's taking the order to the table says, are you sure? And then, uh, literally later in the episode, uh, Amy fires the server for saying, are you sure? Saying like she had a huge attitude. Right. And they've gone through over a hundred employees in the last year. Yeah. So she'll fly off the handle and fire you over literally nothing. And this is like... 
when I was watching this episode, I had an emotional reaction to it and I was uh-huh. I was getting mad. I remember I like <laughs> went downstairs and I was like, I am so mad right now. I'm mad at these people. <laughs> I and I remember thinking like they don't deserve help. I want their business to fail because they don't deserve to have a successful business. Yeah. And apparently and they've then, been open for like years, like five years or something. Yeah, five years. But apparently. You know, who knows how much money they've been using to keep it afloat. Well, the other thing is that, like, they have, like, apparently 40 things on the menu, and they have one chef, so she has to make everything, and generally people will wait anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours for their food. Yeah, it's totally absurd. Yeah. But it doesn't stop there. The story doesn't stop there, because this kind of, like, the short video of it, kind of trended on reddit and picked up a lot of steam and then Mm -hmm. the internet community made a backlash against her for her actions right or against them for their collaborative actions so it became a big thing and like their facebook and yelp page kind of like got taken over by people criticizing them and this is where it starts getting interesting right so uh they start taking a lot of heat on facebook and actually, they they ended up getting like something like forty thousand likes, uh-huh. Facebook likes off of it. Last time I checked, they're up to like forty something thousand <laughs> because they've just gotten so much attention off of it, and people are liking it to see it on their Facebook page now. Right, because because they're doing some very interesting things with their updates. They were. They're doing things like uh, accuse saying that um. Anyone who is giving them criticism over the internet is a coward. Let's yep. put it that way. They didn't use such uh, kind language they as I'm use, using. They don't saying, use the same. They don't use the, the the nice language that we use on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. The the flower flowery level love 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 Yep. Um. But yeah, just like cursing out people, saying that. Uh, reddits and yelpers are all haters and taking a turn for the absurd in some ways like in all caps saying uh we are great parents and someday we will be parents to a human baby also and be a great parent to that because they consider themselves parents to their cats yeah but so they basically went crazy on 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 facebook and they did it in ways that were very conspicuous like like when amy would write she would write in all caps and when sammy Uh, would write he wouldn't punctuate right um which correlates with their twitter page uh if you look at their i've actually done some in-depth investigation i didn't see their twitter page so their twitter page it also correlates exactly with that so Then they were doing things like calling people, you know, whores and assholes, and there was just a lot of bad stuff yeah, on there. They're being very aggressive, very, very aggressive, and they also said that uh, everybody who, um, everybody who commented, they were taking down their information and, and giving it to the FBI. Yeah, that was an interesting one. They uh, they posted a photo. Of Reddit, right. the screen capture. Yes. And it, it had a bunch of Redditors talking about Amy's uh, baking company and how bizarre it was. And then the the bottom one, in a different font that was offset, said, <laughs> right. uh, guys, we need to stop. The police have contacted me and they'll contact you too. And then they posted that <laughs> and then captioned it 
See, we will find you. It's so fu- It was in a different font, and, like, you could see the way they cut and pasted it. They used, like, paint to put it in there. Yeah, that was definitely done in paint. It, like, covered up, like, part of the arrows and, like, the comment. <laughs> like, it was it was so weird. Yeah, it's just, like, awful. And then and then they claimed that their website, that their Facebook got hacked. Yeah, and then the it next wasn't day, actually them. they're like, and they started it. They said, obviously... Our Facebook and Twitter and right. Yelp were hacked. Have been hacked. We are working with local authorities as well as the FBI Computer Crimes Unit to ensure this does not happen again. We Coming did not post Fox those horrible this season, things. By the way, FBI Computer Crimes. Oh, Unit. I thought you were going to say Amy's Baking Company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a sad thing. Is they'll yeah. probably get a reality needs show to pick out it of us. But uh, but then they. By the way, Jesse, now they're up over eighty three thousand likes. Oh my god! Yeah. I wish we could get this kind of press. <laughs> I know. We just need to, we need to appall Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, they so we well that shouldn't be hard. Um I'll just tell him that my fiance is a vegetarian. Oh. It's funny when that comes up on the show, he's always like, Why? Why <laughs> would you do that? So uh That's like Gordon Ramsay. But the the other thing that the other funny thing that happened on Facebook uh was if you went into their photos they have this huge like list of photos that they've posted to their you know their website or mm-hmm. on their Facebook feed right and people went through and did like a reverse google image search right. and found out that all of those photos were taken from like Tumblr and other websites yeah all those photos that they were claiming their were their own uh came from other you know, bakers or whatever. So people contacted the, the original bakers. So like every one of those photos has like a different person being like, I made this cake in 2007 and oh, no. I want you to take it down, please, right now. I don't understand. Like it's it, th- so Gordon like loved her cakes and her pastries. He yes, said they were beautiful. They tasted really good. I really doubt that she made those. Well, your suspicions should be confirmed. I don't know if you've heard this, but apparently the thing is, and this this happened on their explosive Facebook day after uh-huh. the day after the show came out. Uh, people were accusing her of reselling product, and one of the things that she was saying in all caps was like, "People buy things and resell them all the time." In case you didn't know, Walmart doesn't make their own video game consoles and TVs. <laughs> So she was equating her resaling oh, it to basically yeah. a person buying, you know, a totally. company buying electronics from a wholesaler and well, selling yeah, from, it in their retail. From from the Walmart uh, electronics manufacturing company. <laughs> yeah. Right? But uh, it's totally different when you're <laughs> selling food items. Right. And, and it's called Amy's from. Baking Company. Yeah, exactly. But no baking happens. Yeah. There. Absolutely insane. Insane. And the drama went off the hook. Well, if you're in the Scottsdale area, there is – they just posted this on their Facebook page. The another, another side of Amy's Baking Company controversy oh, in God, Scottsdale soon to be told. Amy's Baking Company will host a grand reopening on Tuesday night, May 21st, following unflattering portrayals on national television. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Customers will be able to decide who is correct, a famous celebrity chef or the marketplace that has supported – the small, locally owned business for six years. Yeah, people will be able to decide. I really, really wish we had a Scottsdale correspondent right now. I wish we did too. 
Oh my gosh. In fact, wait staff is paid eight to fourteen dollars an hour. They're reiterating. Exactly. This. They're always bragging about that. Oh, the owners will likely be holding a press conference before the grand reopening. This is they're gonna get so much press off of this, dude. When they say, you know, they're paying their people eight to fourteen dollars an hour, that means they're actually paying them like six fifty to ten dollars an hour. Uh-huh. And um, even if you're getting paid $8 an hour, if you're not working full time, that's not enough to live off of. Now, I'm not saying I agree with Tim Russell here, but he does have 15,000 likes on this comment. He says, <laughs> oh my God. customers will be able to decide who is correct. A chef with 13 Michelin stars in restaurants all over the globe or two psychos who can't even cook a fucking pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. If you haven't seen this episode, guys, it's well worth 40 minutes of your time just for the rage that it'll put in your soul. It, well, yeah. You can and put you can it right it there. Now, being ha- happily knowing that they're going to be vindicated for this. You know, retribution well, is coming. This sounds, and it sounds kind of vindictive of us, really, to be bringing this up in this way. But it's unbelievable that these people are real and that this is how they treat other human beings. The other thing is, and, like, I couldn't verify this because I was lazy. Uh-huh. But there were a couple people throwing out accus- accusations that she had actually served time in jail for uh, opening a line of credit with a credit card number and a social security number that she somehow stole, like, through the restaurant. Mm. And uh, someone linked to, like, some sort of like Adobe file that was supposed to be the, the record to the case, but I couldn't be bothered to read through it. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it at all. These people are horrible. There's people. plenty of black and white evidence to gauge them off of. We don't need to speculate. There's enough incriminating stuff just exactly. sitting right in front of us. And like a, a substantial part of me wants them to fail so hard. I'm well. emotionally invested in them <laughs> crashing and burning. Just from a business standpoint. Just from a humanity standpoint. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my first topic this week is going to be about Kickstarter, actually. Um, uh-huh. What? So there's this interesting Kickstarter uh, trend that is beginning to uh, to happen. Now, Kickstarter is, of course, the great creative forum where independent artists can go and get their projects funded. That's kind of the spirit of Kickstarter. Um, in the realm of games and uh, both video games and board games, it's now become a place where companies can go to get funding for their video games, which is fine because, you know, there's still video game studios and there's video game publishers, and video game studios have to have video game publishers in order to get their games to the market. But a place like Double Fine uh, can just fund it through the crowd and then distribute it themselves, which which is very empowering to that group. Um, but an interesting thing has been happening now. Um, and it all started with Veronica Mars. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. So Veronica Mars was, uh, uh, of course, a TV show on the C-Dub. Uh, I know we we have a lot of C-W watchers here. Um, so, uh, but uh, Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken. Yeah, I was on the Christopher Walken channel. Uh, watch. Um, it's... It, so Veronica <laughs> Mars... <laughs> Tagline for it. Yeah. Watch. Watch. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Veronica Mars was on this channel and, uh, and was, was canceled and, uh, but it had a nice big fan base, much like, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, many great cancel series. Um, so they went on Kickstarter and they said, we want to make a movie. And the fans said, yeah, we'll give you over a million dollars to do that. So they did. I think they made over two million for it. Yeah. In fact, we'll give you over two million. Yeah. Why not? Um, so that happened. And then Zach Braff. 
uh, our great, our dreamboat from Scrubs decided, <laughs> uh, you know what? I need to make Garden State too. So he went on Kickstarter and uh, asked for two million dollars. He got it. Um, in fact, his Kickstarter is still open. It's currently sitting at two million six hundred and sixty-six thousand. Coincidence? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and Zach, you know, Veronica Mars didn't get a lot of criticism, uh, but Zach's been taking some flack uh, because Zach flack. I don't know if you know this, but Scrubs, you know, was on for quite a while. Um, in fact, it spanned two different networks. Pretty, you know, it was a quality show. There's a lot of fans, um, but it's also now in syndication. And uh, syndication is called cha-ching for actors and sitcoms. Like, that's how that's they make their... That's mailbox money, baby. Yeah. So you have to assume Zach Braff has $2,666,000. If he wants to pour it into a project, then, you know, he could probably do that. Um, so there is some question as to why he's having, you know, regular Joes on the street who love Garden State give him 10 bucks instead of just ponying up that cash by himself. Um, right. And then it's also been... Uh, it's also come to light that he not only got this money from Kickstarter, but now he got an extra $10 million by signing on with a studio as well. Uh, so it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's very expensive to make a movie and distribute it. Um, and Zach Braff is kind of doing his own thing. He's a big guy, big guy on Twitter. He's a big Twitter user. He's, uh, he's, uh, kind of an, uh, he's in that geek realm of like a lot of geeks like him. And, uh, and that's fine. He can do what he wants and people are giving him the money and that's what he's doing. Um, and, and, you know, he's going to be making an independent movie. It's not like he's making Iron Man four. Uh, but the, what is coming slippery to... slope, my friend. Yes. Uh, and that's what I'm getting to now. So Brian Grazer, who is a pretty well-known, uh, producer, um, like he's basically Ron Howard's producing partner, so every Ron Howard film is produced by Brian Grazer. He's a pretty prolific Hollywood producer, and Hollywood producers usually have quite a bit of cash in their pockets. Um, but he has decided to uh, that that uh, it might be a good avenue for Kickstarter might be a good avenue to make a Friday Night Lights movie based off of the Friday Night Lights TV show, not the Friday Night Lights movie that the TV show is based off of. Uh, wow. This is weird. Like, Brian Grazer should be able to find this money. He's been a producer for a very long time. He's got a huge bankroll. And now he's going to the people to say, and really, this is Friday Night Lights. He's going to, like, soccer moms and saying, give me your money <laughs> so I can make this movie. Yeah, I mean, this this is not an original Jesse Wilson thought. Uh -huh. I, I don't know who to credit it to, but someone was uh, – specifically bringing up the Zach Braff case and the Veronica Mars case and saying this is not the spirit of Kickstarter. Kickstarter is about yeah. empowering people who don't have any other means to make uh, movies or to do what it is. People on the outside to give them an, uh, an avenue to raise these funds that otherwise they wouldn't have. Someone like right. Zach Braff can go and raise that money. If they want to. And, and he someone, did. He did go and raise that money. Yeah. And Veronica Mars can do it. Friday Night Lights can do it. And it's against the spirit of why Kickstarter is supposed to be Yeah, to do this. I, I totally agree. It's absurd that it's just becoming like, give us, uh, just give us the tickets, buy your tickets now, and then we'll make the movie. Yeah. And you can watch the movie in three years. Yeah, exactly. Um, But you'll have to buy tickets then, too. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, it's basically become a way for people to pre-sell their items. It's just become a pre-sale 
thing. Right. And, and it's not only happening weird. in movies. It's also happening in games. I mean, there are now every video game company is looking at Kickstarter as an option. And board gaming Halo is like, five. yeah, I mean, sixty dollars, and I get the limited edition <laughs> uh, Master Chief foreskin out, a uh, forerunner outfit. <laughs> foreskin outfit? Yeah. Well, no, that I mean, that's a yeah. that's another perk. I think that's the that, eighty dollar perk. Yeah, that's the Briss package. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and like Stephen Jackson's on there. He just did a a big Kickstarter. Um. But the cool thing about his Kickstarter is like he was actually able to deliver a product that's worth more than people are paying for it, which is kind of nice. Um, but it's kind of an interesting thing. I, I don't, I don't know what it means. I don't know, uh, if Kickstarter, if we've reached the peak of Kickstarter. I mean, Kickstarter seems to be clicking along better than ever before. So, uh, is this the way things will be funded in the future? I don't know, but I don't know whether it's good or bad. But Jesse, I wanted to play a little game with you. Um, cause I think, uh, I've talked about it before, but I'm developing a board game and my idea is to after I go through a prototype phase and kind of, and, and, uh, get, get a firm, uh, gameplay together and get a firm prototype together that I want to put it on Kickstarter. I mean, that's kind of what you do nowadays. Um, but I want to take a look at, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about three board games that are currently on Kickstarter. Anybody, any of our listeners can currently go on Kickstarter and vote on, give their money to any of these. And you tell me which one has the most money so far. Okay. The first one is called uh, Euphoria, Build a Better Dystopia. Um, here is the, uh, here is the uh, description. I'm trying to find it on here because they have a bunch of crap on here like stretch goals. And they're not actually talking about what the game is. Rules and mechanics. In Euphoria... You lead a team of workers, dice, and recruits cards to claim ownership of the dystopian world. You will generate commodities, dig tunnels, and infiltrate the opposition, construct markets, collect artifacts, strengthen allegiances, and fulfill secret agendas. Uh, basically what it is is you're basically building Rapture from uh, Bioshock. Did I say that? No, but that's, that's what the box art kind of reflects and... Uh, you're basically building a dystopian uh, mega city. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. one. That's dystopian. Next is Epic Death, the card game. Um, in Epic Death, you command a party of adventurers as they face encounters and quests in an amusing and sag- savage fantasy realm. You may have to do battle with bears, wrestle with a gang of cantankerous uh, cronies, or perhaps even spite your hangover. From the previous evening, no quest is too small. So uh, it's basically you're just fighting dudes in a dungeon. Um, so it's Munchkin. It's Munchkin, but the art's a lot better. Uh, That's not hard. <laughs> and then the final one, Jesse, is called The Mystery Initiative, Steampunk Role-Playing and Fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that pretty much... Uh, the Ministry Initiative has two parts. The first is an anthology of thrilling steampunk stories set in the world of the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences called Ministry Protocol. Uh, the second is a brand new steampunk role-playing game powered by Fate Core called The Ministry Initiative. Okay? So we have a steampunk game. We have Epic Death, the card game with, uh, with fighting monsters and dungeon crawling. And then Euphoria Build Bioshock. Jesse, which of these three games... Uh, has the most money. Uh, um, 
Well, I'm probably going to say the steampunk one. Quick aside about steampunk. Uh-huh. I saw this piece of steampunk art the other day. I mean, it, art uh, super loosely used. It was like some sort of comic-y thing. And there was like a woman in like a Victorian dress, and she had like this Tommy gun-looking gun. It had like a bunch of gears on it. The gun did. Uh-huh. Attention steampunk. In no way can you improve a firearm by putting a steam-powered engine on it. And guess what? Guns are already steam-powered. They're powered by gas and springs. They're already steampunk. Putting gears and shit on it does not make it steampunk. That does nothing. There's Nothing happens when you do that. It's already steampunk. This has been your Steampunk Rant by Jesse Wilson. Oh, it's so annoying. And uh, anyway, just, just so you my are, guess is the steampunk thing. Well, you are incorrect. In oh, fact, the steampunk God. thing is the least amount of money. $3,898 at the time of this recording. Uh, Epic Death is coming in at number two with $12,300. Uh, it's fully funded, though. And then uh, Euphoria, with 27 days to go, has been funded above and beyond. It was trying to get $15,000, now sitting at $47,684. I think we can say that for now, Kickstarter is here to stay, and it's a very viable place. Uh, We'll see how it goes in the future, but um, it seems awesome. Yeah, it seems like it's. I think it's it's working for good. I think that these are all designers um, who are trying to get their trying to get these passion projects out there, and it's it's doing good work as well. So um, yeah, I'm I'm actually planning to get the art together for my board game to kickstart. this winter. Do it, buddy. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Well, now it's time to move on to our break, and we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Instead of doing trivia, we're going to do a listener, uh, you could say a crowdsourced uh, 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 break. Um, So uh, let me see if I can find it here. Um, This one comes to us from – where does it come to us from? It comes to us from, oh, man, Sam. Sam, you make me read your name every week. Sam, Golohamadi. Golohamadi, I think that's how you say it. Uh, Sam, I'm pretty sure it's from England, which I'm always very excited to get British uh, British people on. He says, hey, hey, guys, I thought I'd suggest a new game uh, you might consider playing at the halfway point of the podcast. The game is somewhat similar to categories. Basically, you come up with a topic, e.g. football clubs, and the reason why I think he's British is because he said football clubs, countries, TV shows, etc. Then for every letter of the alphabet, you have to name a football club, uh, for example, that begins with each letter. You do not have to go through the whole alphabet, and if you are feeling adventurous, you can name teams that end in a particular letter. Anyway, hope this might be some fun, and if you want some distracting background music, I suggest... The Surfing Bird by the Trashman. Get off my back, yo. Great suggestion. I actually have a uh, Pandora station based off that song. Oh. I love surf music. Yeah, I'm a big fan of surf music, too. You know, uh, some surf music pioneers, the Ventures, are actually from Seattle. So doing it big. Jesse, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and Mm. uh, I'm going to give you a category, um, and... Uh, and uh, you got to just run through the alphabet, see how many letters you can get through uh, before you run out of time. Okay. Uh-huh. So my challenge to you are beers, and this is going to be breweries or specific names of beers. Uh-huh. Okay. 
should be in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, and you can go. Let me let me start the music here. We have to get some distraction going. Right. Um. Here, here pretty, oh, there he is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be great. Okay, Jesse, you have thirty seconds, and you can go. <laughs> if I can get this thing to work, uh, you can go right now. All right, Anheuser Busch, Budweiser, Coors, Dos Equis. E. Everybody's brewing company. Uh, full sale. G G G. Um. Oh my. Uh, shut up about the Boop. damn bird. Boop. Beep. <laughs> All right, Jesse. You made it. You made I got it. stuck on G. Yeah, you also got stuck on E for a lesion, buddy. Oh, well, everybody's is a real brewery. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Okay, Jess, you got to give me my topic. I was actually going to give you beers. Okay. If I'd done a little bit of production, I totally could have killed this. (laughs) I'm giving you uh, video game titles or developers. Okay, here we go. Uh, A is... uh, uh, Fuck. Um... Uh, Asteroids. B is uh, Battlefront. C is uh, uh, Oh Jesus. Oh, this is so tough with the song. Um, uh, 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 Company of Battle Heroes. Uh, D is uh, uh, Oh God, this is so hard. I'm out of time. Oh God, that was tough. I've never even heard of Company of Heroes. I'm pretty sure that's a game. No, it is. I just looked it up. Yeah. But yeah, good job. That was like back in the days when I was listening to the uh, to the feedback podcast on G4. I think that was like a game in there. <laughs> What's a D game? Donkey uh, Kong. Don- yeah, Donkey Kong, Day of the Dead. Or, yeah. Mm. Anyway. I would have got stuck on E, though. Day of Defeat. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a rough game, but you win, Jesse. You win everything this week. That means it is your time to talk. What's your Seco Taco? Uh, That's funny. I don't feel like a winner. So uh, much <laughs> like our podcast is sweeping the South, mm-hmm. a uh, invasion of uh, what are called crazy ants are sweeping the U.S. Gulf Coast and displacing oh. species of other ants. Interesting. So they're called crazy ants uh, because because <laughs> they drink a lot of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get they have some four locos. Mm-hmm. It's just a regular ant that gets into your four loco stash, right? Uh, no, apparently they have like erratic behaviors, so, and uh, they seem to be like kind of invulnerable to normal uh, pest control techniques. So uh-huh. they're reproducing. And displacing other ants and taking over. So they're basically and just honey badger ants. They're honey badgering the, the Gulf Coast. Yeah. And I looked up some YouTube co- uh, uh, videos of crazy ants, and they're actually called raspberry crazy ants, mm. which I thought was bizarre. I was like, maybe they're raspberry colored. But no, 
They're actually named after the pest control guy who like discovered them. His name is Tom Raspberry. Yeah, he's coincidentally cousins with Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, exactly. They don't talk much. No. But, um. So like these ants are sweeping through, and they and they each have a crazy ant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's because those sisters don't like each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. Got it. Uh. Yeah, that was – I made a bad joke worse. Yep. <laughs> so uh, 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 people are saying uh, like uh, they wish that the fire ants were back because they're displacing the fire ants. Apparently like fire ants, you know, they suck because they see you and they have that bad venom, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they build their little mound in your yard and then you just, you know, make sure not to step in it. Okay. And then you can like kill it with whatever method. Fire. But yeah. That's fire why they're called ants fire. Ants are vulnerable to fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, contradictory to everything I learned in video games. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, like these crazy ants are worse, not because they hurt, because they'll bite you, but they don't sting you. Okay. But what they do do is uh, invade your home and. Like, bundle up on your electronics. Oh, no! Yeah, they, like, chew through your cords and, like, short out all your electronics. This is the worst thing ever. Right. And, uh, so, you know, this, apparently, you know, it's growing, it's moving, they're becoming more powerful, so Uh we can expect two things eventually. Two things will eventually wash over Washington State. Uh Uh-huh. One... We will be subjected to the wave of displaced fire ants. Okay. <laughs> and then two, the crazy ants will move in. Oh, man. See, I'm not too worried about this because usually bugs hit the cascades and then they're like, no thanks. They yeah, they can't, they can't really do it. That's I mean, what... I've heard about like how killer bees are going to take over America for right. X amount of years and it's never, it, they've never made it here. Well, yeah. And then, and I, like they just don't like that's why we don't have cockroaches over here. Like mm. the cockroach if cockroaches aren't here, like you're not going to get I guess we do have ants though. Yeah, there's a great thing we do have ants, but a great thing happens in Washington state and it's called 3 months of frozen turf. <laughs> yeah. 3 months of tundra moist tundra tundra sponge. <laughs> yeah, it rains and then the the froze the the wet grounds freeze. Right. And that kills a lot of our bug buddies. Word up, yo. So, I don't know. I'm worried about our friends in the Gulf Coast, though. I am worried about, uh, you know, we have, of course, we got Nod Hero down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping it real in Tampa. So. And they're, they're rolling through Texas, too. I mean, we have a what? strong Lubbock. We have a Lubbock community, and apparently, uh, yeah, they're, they're oh. rolling through Texas, Gulf Coast, Florida, that kind of area. Jeez, stay safe, Martinez clan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm a little worried that their electronics might get uh, chewed up and they might not be able to get to the podcast. If the Martin, if anyone in the Martinez clan sees these ants, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, I would. We we do need a uh, raspberry crazy ant correspondent. Definitely. And oh, by the way, anybody in Scottsdale, we're still looking for that Scottsdale correspondent. By the way, Levi, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, seriously, though, I told you to give it up like half an hour ago. <laughs> it's, it's not funny anymore. Levi, breathe. Breathe with me. <sighs> Jesse, you have yeah. the baby. You know Lamaze, right? Do do like five breaths and then stop breathing forever. 
God. You're like, you're worse than Amy. Oh. Anything else on these ants? Um, I don't know. I, I watch I watch a bunch of videos of them fighting fire ants. Oh god, that sounds fun. And th- the other thing is I think this could be a catastrophic possibly a Z Day scenario if the crazy ants are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Hence their name. Right. And immune to normal pest control methodology. Team up with the cordyceps zombie mushroom. That's what I, that's exactly what I, where I was going with it, dude. It could totally yes. this could be our Z Day. Cordyceps. Cordyceps crazy ants? Can you imagine? Great album, by the way. Yes. Fisher's best album, Cordyceps <laughs> Crazy Ants. <laughs> Cordyceps Crazy Raspberry Ant. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the new album from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, that was a Ken Kesey book, actually. <laughs> First, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, that's an homage to Ken Kesey. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, Crazy Ants, so, bro. Anyway, stay, stay safe. Stay safe, guys. Wow. Am I super drunk? Maybe. Possibly. There's a Stay possibility. Stay arrogant, guys. <laughs> All right. My second topic this week actually is, uh, you know, we've been, we've been giving you so much great stuff to look at online in this week's show. You can watch the Kitchen Nightmares episode. You can go on Kickstarter and watch all the Kickstarter videos. You can watch Fire Ants trying to destroy crazy ants. Um, and if you haven't seen the Ant Cordyceps video, what have you been waiting for? Get ready to get your mind blown. <laughs> What have you been waiting for? What have you been waiting for? Uh, and then finally, one more thing. This is actually an early recommendation for me. It's it's a show called Strip Search, uh, Not What You Think, on Penny Arcade TV. It was part of their Kickstarter um, when they kickstarted uh, themselves. Uh, and what they're doing is they're bringing in, uh, I believe, 12 different webcomic artists and putting them through a reality-style show competition to see who gets an internship uh, a year-long, basically a fellowship at Penny Arcade. Wow. Pretty cool thing, and um, I'm kind of hooked on it. I, That's pretty cool. I binged-watched the hell out of it. It's it's gotten pretty far along at this point. Um, so if you go on Penny Arcade TV, you can watch like 17 or 20 episodes of it or whatever. You, you can well, binge-watch it. While we're talking about Kickstarter and TV shows and possibly this young broadcaster's dreams. Right. My dream is to be the Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen of breweries. Oh, that's cool. And I think with this brewery boom that's going on right now, there's going to be in 10, 15 years a lot of failing breweries. Uh-huh. And I want to be the guy that goes around and yells at you for having a gross brewery. Yeah, you could just call it brewery boom. There you go. Brewery boom. go boom. Um, we'll work on the title. Yeah. So anyway, this show's on – it's on Penny Arcade TV. It's really great. Um, I, I really, really enjoy it, and I hope that they do another season. All of the episodes are like an exact episode length. They're all like 23 minutes long, so it's actually like watching a show on Hulu. But there are zero ads, which is really cool. Um, you can also get them on YouTube. Um, but what this kind of brought up to me, Jesse, is uh, you know, there's reality shows for web comics. There's reality shows for – kitchen stuff there's reality shows for artists there's reality shows for for fashion designers they call them reality shows but they're really just giant game shows Um, (laughs) yeah they are with giant cash giveaways right um they're just game shows that last like two months yeah um but uh but if there were to be a if we if you and i jesse were to throw our own podcast reality show 
And I would think this would probably be the thing we'd be more contestants than anything on. Um, <laughs> but say Adam Carolla and Mark Marin get together to do a <laughs> podcasting reality show. <laughs> That's uh, so cool. With Chris Hardwick. Yeah, it's like those three. Those are your, those are your the weekly. Fathers. Yeah. <laughs> what would be the challenges? What would be Ooh. some good challenges for podcasters? Um, you know, uh, one would be like going totally against your type. What do you mean? Well, you know, like we have a we have a thing. We have a formula, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for our show. It's like beer, game, science, movies, that kind of thing. It'd right. be like, how can you do uh like do a great episode right. that's again like totally not what you guys normally do? Yeah, they give you a topic or something. Yeah, it'd be like the stuff you should know challenge. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you could have podcasters on from different podcasts. Yeah, totally. So like the, the stuff you should know, guys, yeah. will just give you a random topic, and you have to make oh, a good episode out of it. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, all right, personal arrogance. Your topic is leather working. Like, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Okay. Um, I think another challenge would be cool is if like you just like had if they brought on like celebrities and you had to interview a celebrity. Yeah, so. that's kind of boring, though. It's not, though. It can be tough. It can be intimidating. I know. It sucks. Like, you could just have, like, Tom Hanks come on, and everybody <laughs> has to interview. Actually, that'd be super easy to interview Tom Hanks. Yeah. You You'd have-, have to have a shitty celebrity. Like, yeah. uh, what's that guy who, like, during Hurricane Katrina got in, like, the canoe with the shotgun? I have no idea. And he, like, went to Haiti. <laughs> He's, like, a philanthropist, you know? I don't know. Oh, God. People are screaming at both of us right now. I think David Spade would be a good one. He wouldn't take any shit. Yeah, probably. Uh, also, another challenge. I'm just like, why did you kill Chris Farley? <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, another challenge. Stop it. You're guilty. Another and then I'd make him cry. <laughs> God. Another challenge. Like, you could go to, like, an old folks home, mm-hmm. and you have to entertain them with your podcast. It's That's about expanding great- your- right challenge it's expanding your audience that's really good and then they vote on which podcast they like the best <laughs> you each get 20 minutes that one should definitely the guest the guest judges for that should be the guys from a bim bam uh, <laughs> i don't know if they should or not i don't know uh I, I, I like the phone in advice one a yeah. la kind of uh love line oh yeah that'd be cool yeah and just like people they have people calling with like crazy yeah that would be my bim bam and any time you give, like, legally unsound advice, a buzzer goes off. <laughs> like, you're not allowed <laughs> to tell people to do that. <laughs> well, you just, have, you just have to have Bob Ball at the beginning of your podcast saying their advice should never be followed. Oh, wow. Well, then you'd have Bob Ball go, this advice must be followed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ira Glass would be the good host for the uh, for the old folks home challenge. Hmm. Yeah, and you could have like the This American Life where they just they like drop you off like in New York City. <laughs> yeah. And you have two hours to put together like a 30 minute uh, podcast Jeez. about people's interesting lives. 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a tough one. You got to go around. Right. You got to find pe- interesting people. You got to be like, hey, dude, what's the most interesting thing that's ever happened to you? And he's like, well, this one time I was at work and uh, a guy broke a bunch of glass and you're like, pass. <laughs> Not on my podcast. Boring story. <laughs> I'll find the next guy. Hey, cab driver, tell me about your home country. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would be a good podcast. Well, you, and you could have like Aaron and Gino and like they bring like a bunch of foreign 
shows like telenovelas or like you know Japanese game shows or something you have to watch like 10 episodes of one and then do a podcast for each episode mm. or or like when you're filling out the application unbeknownst to you it's like what are your interests like what are your least favorite things right like what's your least favorite tv show then you have to do a podcast for the fans oh, of that tv show yeah oh yes for the actual fan clubs for those tv shows uh-huh. oh man It'd be like we get like uh, we get like Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I love Gossip Girl. I love Gossip. You're like, why can't I get Kitchen Nightmares? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think this would be a cool thing. I'm like, why not, dude? If they're doing it for web comics, why don't they do it for podcasts? There's a million podcasts out there. Let's kickstart it. Let's kickstart the shit. What, what are where are we gonna call the show? Oh, that's America's a good one. Next stop. Podcast. Oh no, I was gonna call it uh, Podmasters. Podmasters. Yeah. That's good. So everybody's competing for the title of Podmaster. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the at the end of each episode, when they eliminate somebody, they could say, "Uh, personal arrogance, you are not <laughs> our pod. <laughs> you are not our Podmasters." What about Top Pod? Top Pod's good. I like that. Uh, yeah. What so- about Slimcast? <laughs> Because <laughs> you're slimming down the competition. If any of our listeners have an idea, they should definitely send it to us. <laughs> PersonalArrogance at gmail.com. You could always give us a phone call. Leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. We're also on Twitter at Personal Podcast. And we're on Facebook. Got a bunch of Facebook likes, guys. Thank you for blowing us up this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, Want to highlight some people who liked us this week. Um but apparently Facebook t- turned off that functionality, and now I can't see them. <laughs> Seriously, Levi, I give up. Thank you, Facebook, for being a jerk. But thank you, everybody else who did like us this week. Uh, and then also, please uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't done that already. That helps us out a bunch. Um, that's actually the nicest thing you could do to promote this show uh, right now, other than, of course, promote it yourself and tell your friends is to to like and rate and review us on Facebook. On- iTunes or whatever. Do stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. Is that what Just we're doing? Whatever you're doing, stop running. <laughs> oh, Shmivai. Uh All right, let's get to the Facebook roundup this week. Each week, we post a Facebook thread. You put stuff on it, and we talk about it on the podcast. Guaranteed, guys. First up, Lassalon says, do you plan to buy a PS4, Xbox 720, slash Fusion, slash Infinity? Will you get both or choose one over the other? Why? Uh, I was actually thinking about this uh, a couple days ago. It's like, so let me get this straight. PS, PlayStation has better graphics. It's got a Blu-ray player, and you don't have to pay for online access. Why am I such an Xbox fanboy? I'm actually thinking about going to the dark side and going PS4. But I feel like I need everybody else to come with me because we're social gamers, and I think that's why we're still Xbox guys. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have any thoughts, J-Dog? I'm not sold on either one. Yeah, we'll see. I don't even know if I if I would get. I them, really um, don't like PlayStation controllers. Yeah, I think that's the major hurdle for me, guys. It's like pick a trigger button. You don't need two. <laughs> well, no, it's not that. It's definitely it, that. yeah. To, I, me, to me, it's the the thumbsticks. I don't like them. Yeah, it'd be cool if the. I'm sure there's some kind of hack where you can just use an Xbox <laughs> controller on a PS4. Some kind of hack. Um, James McKinnon says a couple weeks ago you talked about giant skis, sea scorpions. You know why they're extinct? Our friends and first line of defense, the mighty sperm whales. Sperm whales unite. Sperm whale phantom. And I just want to announce actually right now, sperm whale con happening 
uh, July 27th, Seattle Waterfront Ivers. Um, I'll be there. I'll have clams and chips, and we're going to be celebrating the minor sperm well. Anybody else who wants to come? Oh, yeah. I love sperm cods. <laughs> oh, God. Extra tartar sauce. Okay, you guys. Always crack me up. Says Mesut Kaya. Great name, Mesut. Uh, so how about some good old-fashioned jokes, the good, the bad, and the ugly ones? I think we've done the bad and the ugly. Um, I have a joke, but it was just a joke that Adam Sandler told on Conan O'Brien. But it's a pretty good joke. All right. So it's actually like a story joke. So Adam Sandler was on the set of uh, Grown Ups 2, and he Shaq was in this movie. So Adam Sandler's a big, you know, basketball fan, and um... And so he and Shaq and the rest of the cast would play basketball, like, on their breaks. So they're getting done with, like, a game of basketball. They do this at a local high school. And Shaq is like, well, guys, I'll catch up with you later. i got to go take a shower. Because, um, you know, Shaq sweats like no one. Um, so he goes to take a shower. And Adam Sandler is like, well, dude, i got to see Shaq's penis. It's just like a thing, right? Like, you can't really fault him for that. It's just like an experience. It's like seeing the Grand Canyon. Something you but- never forget. Uh, so anyway, Adam Sandler decides to sneak into the locker room and see if he can get a glimpse of Shaq's penis. So he's like trying to be nonchalant about it. The, the, uh, showers are all the way in the back. So he kind of backs, backs toward the showers a little bit. Um, and he's like, I'm just going to like turn around and like look real quick and then be like, oh, and then like leave. So he gets there. He like turns around. All of a sudden he sees Shaq's bodyguard (laughs) standing there. Uh, it's like this huge guy. He's got like a giant, like thick neck. He's got a bald head. He's like staring at him with like this eye. Uh, and he's, and, and, uh, and Adam Sandler's just like, uh, I'm sorry. I was trying to see Shaq's penis. Please don't tell him. And he like runs away. <laughs> so, uh, Adam sees Shaq later on, on the set. And, uh, and he's like, there's no way that the bodyguard didn't tell Shaq that, that I was trying to see his penis. So I'm just going to cop to it. I'm going to apologize. So he goes up to him and he's like, Hey man, I'm sorry. Sorry about all that stuff in the locker room. Like, and Shaq's like, what stuff? And he's like, oh, you know, uh, your bodyguard didn't tell you. And he goes, that wasn't my bodyguard. That was my dick. Wow. That's the joke. That's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that's a joke for you. Totally worth the setup. Totally worth the setup. Uh, James Patterson says, did you see the article on Slate against Hoppy Beer? If so, what are your thoughts? Also, I know you guys love the Pacific Northwest scene, but have you tried slash enjoyed slash heard of Maryland brews like Heavy Seas, Flying Dog, and Dew Claw? I've been happy with uh, most of your beer suggestions, but we don't always get some of the beer up here. Um, I don't know, Jesse. What do you think about Hoppy Beers right now? Um. I don't know. If you like them, you like them. If you like, are you still into like super hoppy beers or? I've never actually been that into super hoppy beers. Well, I am and I always will be. Well, yeah, fine. Deal with it. Have you heard of any of these breweries? Yeah, I've heard of Duke. I've, I don't think I've had any of those. Right. I've heard of Duke Claw. I've seen the reviews in mm-hmm. East Coast Beer Magazine Monthly. Yep. East Coast Buys Beer Magazine Monthly. Yep. By which I mean Beer Advocate. But. Yep. Um, yeah, and I've had Flying Dog, but I don't really Apparently, I, I just looked this up on Slate. Uh, their headline here is, The craft beer industry's love affair with hops is alienating people who don't like bitter brews. Eh. One, I don't, I don't think that's 
true because uh, people have been embracing it in a big way. Right. And uh, two, hops don't necessarily equate to bitterness. There's a lot of flavor that come from hops also. So whatever. Well, there you go. Deal with it. Uh, Kevin Cobb says, have you guys ever tried out audiobooks? I plan on trying one out soon to see how it is and was curious what experience you guys have had with them. If you listen to the podcast, like audiobooks are right up your alley. That's why audible.com like is on every podcast. Uh, if you're looking for an audiobook, I would really, really recommend Ready Player One. That is a great book to listen to. Um, it basically harkens back. If you're a kid of the late eighties to nineties, like that is the book for you because it basically is pop culture references for all of that stuff. Um, set in a, you know, future world in Cincinnati, which is where, uh, you know, our Rust Belt accent favorites live. And it's also narrated by Will Wheaton. It's a really good intro book. So if you do audible.com, and you get the uh, promo code for a free book, uh, do Ready Player One. That's a good one to start off with. Promo code arrogance. But not really. It's not going to get you anything. But <laughs> if enough people type it in, maybe the people at Audible will be like, who are these guys? <laughs> Aaron Martinez says Rangers domination of the AL West. We're not talking about baseball on this podcast, Aaron. Yeah. You're going to get me in trouble with Jesse. That's right. Uh, Go Je- to uh, dog.net. Sea Dog Press Bucks. Uh, that's my Mariners podcast if anybody wants to check it out. Josh Barrigo says, Eric, you guys have to stop t- taking the bus. Public transportation is a germ fest. That's why you're sick. I tried to call in, but your phone was acting weird. I wanted to correct Jesse on the northern New England craft beer comment uh, here in southern Maine. I don't even know what that means. The craft beer scene is hopping. Tons of great local micros. The Portland area and the bars uh, have them on tap. So I just saw your Star Trek. So I just saw Star Trek today. Awesome. He's really bouncing around here, but it's okay, Josh. Uh, of course, I'm a Trekkie, but you don't have to be when I like it. Uh, it was great. Action packed, funny, entertaining movie. See it in theaters and get off my back. We already recommended it, Josh, but thank you for your stuff. I think he was talking about, uh, you know, our Massachusetts saying like Boston's not a good beer city. Yeah. No, no. I, I know what he's talking about, but right. uh, Maine? Is that even in the Union still? <laughs> Hasn't that receded in the Canada? Yeah, I thought Canada got that after the war the war of 1912. Right. Rob Zip says, have you ever watched a show or played the game called Defiance? We haven't. We talked to them at PAX last year, but I haven't really gotten into uh, any of that stuff. Um, I, I I like to bide my time. I like to see let things play out for like a year before I try to get invested in something. Uh-huh. Um, Josh Perigo, oh, and NASCAR legend Dick Trickle died today. Sounds like a dead to me. You're right, Josh. Uh, Levi, you're no longer the recommendation. You're no longer the dedication for this podcast. Seriously, you've lost everything at this point. Just stop. Right. <laughs> Just go home. Turn around. Do a 180 and walk with your head, head hang low. <laughs> Dick Trickle. Uh, you're in our He's thoughts. a hero. Um, and will never be half the man Dick Trickle was. And Levi. Al- and also, we uh, we fixed the voicemail line, so now people can use it. Call in 360-362-0024. Real quick, before we wrap things up, just want to uh, remind people, go to baldmove.com. Everything is happening at baldmove.com right now. You got Man Man Happy Hour. You got the Night's Watch. You got up, up Yours Downstairs. You got the Because Show, and you got Personal Arrogance. Full-fledged TV, entertainment, laughter, fun, specific information, generic information. Everything that you would need to have a good time is on baldmove.com. Be there or be square, uh, even though it's hip to be a square, and it's the 20th anniversary of the album Sports by Huey Lewis in the News. 
Jesse, what's your first recommendation? <laughs> oh, geez, sorry. You threw, you threw me off with that one. Uh, my first recommendation is a uh, documentary on Netflix that you can watch for free as it streams. Uh-huh. It's called it's Erasing Hate, and it's uh, the story of this skinhead with a bunch of facial tattoos about his gangs and uh, white supremacy and stuff. Mm-hmm. As he uh, leaves the gang and decides to get all the tattoos erased. Wow. It's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's actually a really good documentary. Do I like it. it. All right. My first reco is going to be, I recommended before, uh, Strip Search. Go Penny Arcade TV. Um, it's a good show. Watch it. Binge watch it. Do it. Uh, the only other thing I can think of uh, this week is just get some sleep. I'm sleepy. Everyone sleep more. <laughs> that, you know, Jesse, this is called book ending. Uh-huh. When you start the show talking about sleep and you end the show talking about sleep. That's true. Going to go to sleep forever, just like Levi should. I'm going to ruin it, though, by doing my second recommendation. It's going to be the Dice Tower podcast. I have been binge casting this thing. Um, if you want board game stuff, this is like the podcast for you. It's Dice Tower? Dice Tower, dude. I'm going to have to look into this. It's so great. Like, Stay up to date on all of the new games. They review like every game that's coming out, and they'll let you know what games are good, what games you should avoid. Uh, what games you should play for parties, what games you should play with hardcore gamers, what p- games you should play for intro gamers. It's like a really good podcast, and uh, and the guys in there are super knowledgeable. So, uh, How often does it come out? Every week. Um, the interesting thing about it, uh, and I'll, I'll go ahead and play a clip real quick, is so there's this guy Tom Vassell who's one of the hosts. He's like the biggest gamey guy ever, but he sounds exactly like Mark Rosewater from Magic the Gathering. <laughs> So I'm going to play a clip of Tom Vassell. Here he is. But I thought it was strongly thematic. For the first time in a long time, I played an ant game where I felt like I was actually running an ant colony. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's Tom Vassell. And uh, and this is, um, if I can find it, here it is. This is uh, Mr. Mark Rosewater. Okay, I'm pulling on the driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. They sound exactly the same. <laughs> so anyway, if you like, if you like drive to work, we podcast, need to get them both on this podcast. I know it'd be so confusing. Uh, <laughs> if you if you like the drive to work podcast, which we've recommended before, um, and Levi Rican listens to, um, you should also listen to the Dice Tower. It's really good. That's it, Jesse. That's it. Um, we are going to please stick around because we do have our drunk dial of the week. We're going to cap the show off with that. Uh, but until next time, guys, remember uh, – oh, and Jess, uh, uh, Levi, do we have any parting words for Levi? Uh, I'm I'm really not joking. <laughs> this isn't funny anymore. You need to quit. <laughs> Jesse, you're so mean. Uh, you know, he loves to spite me. He so does. I'm encouraging him through spiting. So what mm-hmm. I should really say is, Levi, you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> You got, you're going to go all the way. Good job. Jesse's got, he's got a spiting sense. <laughs> yeah, Levi, keep on running. You only got another three hours to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're, stay tuned for the drug dial of the week. And until next time, guys, remember that wherever you go and whatever you do, please stay arrogant. Human Alliance forever. Hey guys, this is Jay from New Smyrna Beach, Florida, the other side of Tampa, almost exactly across the state. Uh, just uh, love your podcast, and uh, you know I've been drinking some Sam Adams Porsche Rocker. I guess it's there. It's a limited release. Uh, it's 
it's some, uh, you know, it's got some alcohol, it's some lemonade in it, it's beer with lemonade, it's pretty good stuff. Alright guys, get off my back. And this is Jay again from New Smyrna Beach, Florida, you know, other side of the state from Tampa. Man, I don't know what I just said a few minutes ago. I was uh calling to let you know, go Marlins, all right? Yeah, they're almost the worst team in Major League Baseball right now. Drinking me some Boston Lager Porch Rocker. It's lager and lemonade mix. I didn't even know it until I read the label, but that stuff's pretty good. Like I said, love the podcast. Get off my back. <laughs> Thank you.